welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me is someone who took some time away from his mirror to join us is Sean. Yeah, I have the beauty of Aphrodite. <laughs> and also so. joining us, taking some time away from their roughage are Kevin and Sarah. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hi. And finally, also joining us is someone who can read a newspaper, the writer and artist of the comic book Catbeard the Pirate, Matt Nelson. Welcome back. Hey, good to be here. All right, so this episode, it certainly goes into the curiosities category. Uh, This week, we watched the very short but very strange pilot presentation for a possible Wonder Woman TV series, the 1967 short film entitled Who's Afraid of Diana Prince? And, you know, calling this a short film is probably overselling it. (laughs) What did we watch? What is this? That was my exact question after watching it. (laughs) Yeah, film is very, very generous for this piece of art, I guess you can say. Very, very disturbing, (laughs) to say the least. You know, when I I watch this, I really try to put myself in the, the place of a studio executive in 1967 when they were shown this. Mm hmm. To kind of think how they would react by by seeing this and how quickly they gave the old uh, pass on this one. It, I wonder just... at what point did they say no? Did they watch the whole thing and say no or immediately? <laughs> I think it was in the first 10, 15 seconds. It, you know, <laughs> falling off the couch would have uh, basically sold to me oh, man. As, a, as a no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is... This is crazy. I mean, like like Sean said, this is from 1967. Remember how great Batman 1966 was? Yeah. This is nowhere near that. I, this this does not have an official Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score, of course, but it does have an audience score registered. Uh, you, anybody want to guess? 3%. Can it go negative? <laughs> it's actually sitting at a 20. 20%. No. Yeah. Wow. It has to be just for the the comedic value of it, uh, and yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's no redeeming kitsch. value besides that. I mean, it's just not and good. Even, even then, it's like so bad. It's just awful. It's not so bad that it's good, right? No, it's just so bad. No. It's bad. I'd watch Inhumans again. Oh, oh, please. <laughs> ouch. See, that's probably the response, and I haven't. I've heard a lot about Inhumans, so I'm not going to even pretend I've I've watched it. But this is probably the response that those studio executives when watching Inhumans pilot should have had by giving <laughs> that the boot before it got to this point. Uh, the only difference is Inhumans ran for eight hours. Yeah, well, it just shows that times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so before we get into this, uh, l- let me give you a little backstory. We can start with the story of a, a homesick model named Linda Harrison. Uh, she left her home in Maryland to pursue a modeling career in New York after first becoming Miss Berlin in her hometown of Berlin, Maryland. But she missed home too much and returned. And even though she left New York, Linda was still successful and eventually was crowned Miss Maryland. But uh, while she was in Long Beach, California, competing in the Miss International pageant, this is where she was spotted by a talent scout and was brought to 20th Century Fox. And that's what began her acting career. Now, her first credited role was as cheerleader number two in two episodes of Batman. This was The Joker Goes to School and He Meets His Match, The Grizzly Ghoul. 
And those were the uh, 15th and 16th episodes of Batman Season 1. That was with uh, the great Cesar Romero as the Joker. So, uh, Linda Harrison, who will be playing Wonder Woman in the the short film that we watched, uh, so she kind of already had her foot in the door at 20th Century Fox. There was a lot of ties to the Adam West Batman series. Again, remember how great that was? I do. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. Batman was very successful in its first season, that was 1966, and this led Batman producer William Dozier to commission a pilot in 1967 based on, obviously, another popular DC superhero. Might as well, you know, expand. So this time, they were going to try to make a series out of Wonder Woman. And so they gave the, the task of writing the script to Stan Hart and Larry Siegel, and they were notable because they were writers for Mad Magazine. They, oh, what went wrong? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Actually, that might explain a lot. It, it, yeah. But it doesn't, because Hart and Siegel submitted their script, and it was rejected. So it's hard oh. to believe there was actually a worse version of what we watched. Or it could have no. been a better version of well, what we watched. I was just going to say, it could have been the better version, and then they decided they just didn't want to do that. Yeah. That's true, it's true. So they, the rewriting duties were handed off to Stanley Ralph Ross, and he was already a writer on Batman, and only a small portion of his script is what was selected to be filmed and what we watched. So uh, one source I found stated that the pilot script was actually 41 pages long. So I'm assuming we're watch- what we watched was just the very beginning. Filming, of course, was done by Greenway Productions. They also handled the Batman TV show. Uh, it was directed by Leslie H. Martinson, who already directed episodes of Batman, The Green Hornet, and he was the director of the Batman motion picture, the Batman movie. Mm, so, that's such a good movie. <laughs> the Noble Focus. very Polkus. funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the result of all of this is we get this video, short video, five minutes in length. I guess it was just to show to, you know, executives to test out a, a pilot or maybe to a focus group or something. And it's called Who's Afraid of Diana Prince? And uh, that title was a play on the title Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? That was the 1962 stage play by Edward Albee, the very, you know, famed playwright. And that actually won the 1963 Tony Award for Best Play. And that later became the 1966 movie Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? starring Elizabeth Taylor, which won five Academy Awards. It was nominated for 13. It, It was one of only two movies to be nominated in every category. So not only did this Wonder Woman pilot take its name from something in, you know, the public consciousness at the time, it it attempted to graft itself onto something extremely successful. Well, I wonder if the remaining 39 pages of the script we're not seeing here had something to do with that play or that, you know, I mean, if if there was an actual plot after what we see in this five minutes that kind of went into that same theme of or or storyline of Virginia Woolf. Yeah, could be. Could be like a parody of sorts. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll never know, unfortunately, unless one finds a copy of the, the script. But I, I kind of, like you said, if they were just doing it to kind of put their coattails in the popularity of the name, that's very bizarre. You would think it would have to be some something else behind it. it, it just And just on a side note, one more thing about the title. Uh, we're talking about a pun on a pun because Edward Albee's title was a play on the song Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf from... 1933's Walt Disney's The Three Little Pigs, so it, it, at this point it doesn't even make sense. Plus, who is afraid of Diana Prince? I am Bad now. Guys. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> of this this video, this film. <laughs> Alright, so let's get right into this. There's not much here in terms of runtime, but man, it, there's a lot in within the five minutes that we watched. 
our opening music plays. We're given uh, kind of opening credits on a field of blue. Linda Harrison's name is not here. In- instead, we get the actual actress playing Diana Prince. This was uh, Ellie Wood Walker. Uh, more on her in a little bit. But uh, yeah, Linda Harrison is uncredited as Wonder Woman. There's a lot of questions with how they approach the whole Wonder Woman character. But anyway, in this credit, uh, we we cut to a copy of the Wonder Woman comic book as the pages begin to turn. It actually looked like they just kind of stuck a leaf blower next to it. and yeah, like a rotating <laughs> fan or something. <laughs> uh, I, I guess they really wanted to convey like, oh, this is going to be right out of the pages of the comics. <laughs> but uh, not so much. Who's yeah, I don't know. It reminded me of those old Disney movies where, you know, it opens the storybook and I was like, wow, okay, that's an interesting way to go. Yes. Now, now did anybody look up this comic book? No. Well, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Hitting Play if we didn't actually look up what issue this was. And uh, this was Wonder Woman number 156 from August 1965. I, I was kind of curious as like, why did they choose this specific issue and maybe there's a correlation between this story and you know what we're going to see in the show Uh, i'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, that's not the case and it's the only (laughs) one they had laying around the office you would be absolutely (laughs) correct (laughs) because it's august 1965 so it's probably they they found it close to the top of a pile somewhere you know the image makes no sense it's a frightened wonder woman with her back to a giant dartboard there's a a bunch of words on the cover that talk about uh wonder woman's fantastic battle with the brain pirate of the inner world which would have been great to see her battle the brain pirate but alas we do not yeah i think it was more of a case of oh crap we want to film this scene Send the intern down to the news rack to pick up the, whatever Wonder Woman <laughs> comic you can find. Instead, she battled the couch and <laughs> gravity. And <laughs> <laughs> the lost, yeah. Uh, so as this pilot begins, right away, we're introduced to what we're being told is the very plain Diana Prince, a 27-ish year old looking woman who lives in a small apartment with her overbearing mother. Uh, they intentionally like dress her down. Long, straight hair, black glasses. Uh, She's kind of wearing a blue and white checkered blouse, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It was totally working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, her falling off that couch really, I mean, come on. Well, we got to describe it. She's she's sitting there. It's stormy outside of it. Of course, I, I can just picture them typing out the script. It was a dark and stormy night. But she's like reading the newspaper sitting on the couch and she is so inept. That and lamp clumsy. was moving at a good pace. Yeah. <laughs> it's the winds, you know. Yeah, yeah. But she can't even fold the newspaper. She's trying to read it and she falls head first off the couch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw this the first time and I thought maybe it was a a goof. Well, the whole thing's a goof, but I thought maybe it was a uh, just a, a mistake that was filmed or something. I think we're just all forgetting about the well-established character trait of Wonder Woman is that she has inner ear imbalance issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, th- this is beyond clumsy. Yeah, like you know, like you're saying, it's there's something going on here physically. There's there's a problem. Who reads a newspaper like that? That's what you know. It's it's not even. <laughs> It would be one thing to say it was disordered or disorderly. It was just all, I mean, it's like the, it looked like it was opened 14, 15 times before. It was just a mess. I, I, I don't. <laughs> so that's the real question is if it looked like that at that point, how many takes of that did she have to do? Yeah, this was the, the most believable falling off the couch take. It's almost like, you know, like an alien has like seen a photo of somebody sitting on a couch reading a newspaper <laughs> and was trying to, <laughs> to figure out 
oh, this is how this would work, right? <laughs> and how do couches work? Let's follow this along. So you f- start falling off the couch. You know, it's literally a foot off the floor. If you fall off, you just go the rest of the way and get <laughs> back on the couch. The face, right? You don't have to call for your mother. I've never called for my mother once because I've fallen, you know, not even falling off a couch, but have kind of gradually slid off a couch <laughs> or anybody else I've ever called to, to help me in that situation. I don't understand why. That's the way she says that too. Mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a goat I mean, was, was being thing when killed. I was pregnant and trying to get off the couch and needing Kevin's help for that, but that's totally different. No, yeah, D- Diana is certainly not pregnant, as we- as we'll find out. That's the problem that her mother has with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, right off the bat, so weird. You know, it's like Batman was kind of goofy and campy, but it was you know lovable. This is just awful. Well, you know, they're they're going, what I got out of this is they're going for the whole Clark Kent thing. They're yeah. going yeah. for that, you know, oh, he's not real. he's, his Clark Kent persona is a goofball, and he's, you know, he's clumsy, and he's knocking over things, and he's wearing the glasses, but that's just his, you know, his um, hidden, his secret identity, and that's, he's just playing it up. That's, I think, what they're trying to pull here. I actually did some research, because I was like, did comics ever reference Diana Prince? Her alter ego, Wonder Woman's alter ego, as being like that, you know, in the comics. There's not one thing in her biography of all the comics from the Golden Age, you know, the the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, going into the Silver Age, the Modern Age, that her character was even anything like that. <laughs> she was always like this, you know, a, a military a bearing person. She, you know, was always involved in um, some really interesting job assignments even in her personal life there was there was nothing about her being this uh wallflower type of what they're showing her in this this video so that was just i think pure fiction that they're just trying to again go off the coattails of superman yeah it was kind of an interesting contrast where i i guess they were figuring well bruce wayne is this very you know swab and debonair type of character so maybe her alter ego would be more of your. I I, I was gonna say like a like a nerdy kid, but no, she's very clearly not you know a kid at this point. But she is still living at home. So Diana's mother walks in. She kind of looks out the window, makes a comment about the uh, the storm, which I, I guess is just kind of a a strobe light and some watering cans at the window. But uh, the the thunderstorm outside. They are keeping the noisy planes out of the sky that night. <laughs> Such an odd comment. Of, yeah. And the sound effect for the thunder is just terrible as well. <laughs> Better than hearing those noisy planes, which, you know, keep me up a lot. Yeah. yeah. Would you hear once every few hours? I mean, compared to a, th- a constant thunderstorm? I mean, it's... <laughs> I genuinely can't think the last time I heard of a plane in my life. <laughs> That's the wow. thing. I do, I, I, apparently, I don't live where they fly low. But I mean, that was, yeah, that was such an odd line for me. I was like, the noisy planes, what? And. You get used to that sound, and how close are they to this airport? I mean, you have to be pretty close to be able to hear, be bothered by the sound of airplanes, even if they were pretty consistent. Like, if you lived near an airport, helicopters and airplanes going up pretty regularly, especially during the spring and summer. It seems like what we we see in the next couple of minutes of this, they don't near live nearby the airport. I, I don't get it. I, it's very bizarre. It was very weird. Yeah, yes. it, it is. It, it's yeah, almost as if they... They ask if they could have the Gilligan's Island, uh, you know, uh, sound effect from the opening theme where the, the tiny ship was tossed. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
My guess is this was very the tiny prince very was tossed much, off the couch. That, <laughs> <laughs> my, my guess is that these were very, very much just placeholder sound effects. They didn't care about any of that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, proof of concept. <laughs> you should have Gilgan. That would be fantastic if Gilgan was involved with this project in some way. Oh yeah, I, they would have been crossovers. You know it. <laughs> To get stuck in Gilligan's Island, yeah. <laughs> oh, there must be an alternate universe out there where this actually went to like a full seven season run. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman meets the Harlem Goldtrotters, and you know, oh, oh fantastic. Gosh. They do the bucket of confetti trick at her, and she falls for it every time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Falls off the bleachers onto her face. Mom. <laughs> uh. So Diana gets up off the floor. She runs over to the window after her mother's comment. She's looking there and she's wondering, uh, I think she says out loud, you know, Steve's plane is grounded. You know, she feels the need to spring into action. So here we get a mention of Steve and I'm assuming this is Steve Trevor, her love interest from the comics and, you know, the other adaptations since. Yeah, that's that's I think the impression. It's got to be. Uh, we'll we'll get into like what exactly her, the problem is here. But yeah, so that's all we know. Oh, Steve's plane is probably grounded. Uh, one thing I just wanted to get to here, too, is the actress playing Diana Prince. As I mentioned, this is Ellie Wood Walker. She didn't really have the most successful acting career. I don't know if any of you <laughs> looked her up. <laughs> IMDb lists her two most notable roles as uh, playing a mime in the movie Easy Rider. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh man! And uh, and this, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I can oh. see that. You know, we saw you in the Wonder Woman pilot. We're gonna have a job for you as a mime. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying anything. <laughs> Maybe just don't oh. talk. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> was it wasn't a mime. It's probably the director's commentary. You know, this part wasn't a mime to begin with, but we just figured that you know it worked better that way <laughs> once we turned down the sound. Now, uh, Poor be woman. before we recorded, uh, you know, there was a, a little bit of uh, Star Trek talk going on, but uh, here, here's a little uh, very small connection to Star Trek. Uh, Ellie Wood Walker was married to the actor Robert Walker Jr., who is best known for playing Charlie X in uh, the oh, original Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. So she was Charlie X's ex. <laughs> <laughs> Diana's mother here, the, the, oh my goodness, this, this mother character. Uh, this is, uh, Maudie Prickett. Uh, she's a veteran TV actor, numerous credits, including, you know, all kinds of TV shows of the time. Andy Griffith's show, Get Smart, Dennis the Menace. Uh, her most notable role that I could find was that of the maid Elsie in the Alfred Hitchcock film North by Northwest. So, hmm. She was involved with some pretty good productions. And, and just to tie things back to DC Comics, she also once played Lois Lane's nurse, Miss Tazy, in The Adventures of Superman, which was, you know, the, the 1950s series with George Reeves. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I saw somewhere that, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, or the, the source I saw this from was incorrect, but talking about this, this uh, pilot... That she actually, they're not, they're, they think it's that actress, but they're not 100% positive because it wasn't really written down anywhere i guess or it wasn't you know back then they weren't as good especially in something that they weren't going to make ever about recording who did the pilots and some and some of the you know crew roles and that sort of thing so that's what i saw maybe that's totally incorrect that they think it's her but they're not positive you mean as the mother or diana the mother the mother oh, okay they like they like okay it kind of seems like her but we, we're not 100 percent sure because no one ever actually took the time to, you know, record it as a official thing. 
Oh, wow. Interesting. Or she, or she wanted to have it stricken from her, her resume forever. <laughs> uh, could be, but everything I, I found that said it was Maudie Prickett. Yeah, it, it probably was. It just, I saw this one source that kind of had a question mark next to it. Oh, yeah. So. It, it, I mean, even Linda Harrison, who is like, you know, Wonder Woman, as we'll get to, uh, she's not credited. You know, only only one credit. Yeah. So uh, just just going back to this video now, uh, Diana informs her mother, no, she will not be having dinner that evening. And uh, her mother just will not have it. She insists that she has her dinner, claiming that it's the true source of her strength, not something like those gods. I, I don't I don't get this because obviously, like you said, they're going for the, uh, you know, the Clark Kent type of thing, the alter ego. Now we're kind of getting an interesting element of the show that her mother knows that she's both Diana Prince and Wonder Woman. But her source does come from, like, those mythological sources, like in the comics? Well, and it's totally going off from the background of, of Wonder Woman. If you've seen the Wonder Woman movie, which is pretty accurate to the, the source material of her, where she came from. Mm-hmm. Well, it's accurate to one of the many, many variations, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. But I think it's the most commonly recognized. It's probably the origin, best one. Yeah, origin story. That her mother is actually on, you know, she is one of the, uh, was it Amazonians? Yeah. Or, them, was yeah. It? So she was an Amazonian queen, basically. So they're kind of going off the reservation with <laughs> with this character, who is obviously not an Amazonian queen, unless she really has gone down in the world. <laughs> and, and basically putting a new, I guess they were going to put some kind of new spin on it, where she got her powers another way besides being born with them, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And I was going to ask you guys, what do you think? Do you think she's adopted, maybe? Oh, like a Ma and Pa Kent situation? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a woman she has paid to act like her mother, to be honest with you. <laughs> to, to have the cover story. What was weird to me was, okay, hearing them list off the, uh, you know, she's got the X of this and the Y of that and the, you know, Z of this. It's almost more like Shazam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll, yeah. We'll we'll get that in the uh, the mirror scene later on for sure. Yeah. So it's it's it like so is it she's supposed to be like a regular person who's in contact with the Greek gods somehow? Yeah. Yes. Is that what this, they're trying to outline here? I, I think so. Like the mother makes reference and she like points to the sky. You know, it's not you know, those gods. So she's aware of like these sources of Diana's strength. But she is well aware that her daughter is Wonder Woman. If you know, we'll we'll get to the like even in this five minute video, we see her mother's very well aware. So it's not gonna be an Aunt May Peter Parker situation, and yeah. I I can't imagine it would end up being like an Alfred Batman situation either, where she's like actively assisting her. Yeah, I just think that the it wasn't really fleshed out of what they were gonna do yet, so they just threw anything together. Well, apparently, Probably, uh, according yeah. to um, there, there is some some evidence of what the script was going to be uh, in the two thousand book Wonder Woman: The Complete History. The script apparently was supposed to have been about some kind of computer sabotage plot. So, but they only filmed this much of it. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So they apparently had a script and something they were going to do, but it's the weirdest origin version or whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah i i just wonder you know a lot of sometimes you see uh first pilots of shows like even the big bang theory had a first pilot that was rejected i wonder if this had been picked up or you know given a second look for some reason like in that alternate universe we're talking about 
that they would have actually said, okay, we're getting picked up as a as a pilot or, you know, getting a, a small run a season or 13 episodes or whatever. We got to rethink about what we were um, looking at the origin of, of Wonder Woman and actually get into the logistics of things. I don't know. Well, there's no way. I mean, back in that time, I, I just can't see them ever having done the kind of classic Amazon Island, you know, well, essentially the modern, you know, movie version. I can't see them having done that. Well, they did have but, Gilligan's Island. They could have used that. I was just going to say Got to move the tiki t- t- over here and we can repurpose this. Yeah. Well, I just, I guess I just mean I, I, I can't see them having done, I don't know, for some reason it just doesn't seem like they would do that, but eh, maybe it's me. You know, this, this is where my ignorance shows up too. I, you know, I have never actually watched the old Wonder Woman TV show. Really? So I don't know anything about it. Oh. I used to have the Wonder Woman underoos. I didn't have those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I almost wonder if this character would have been eliminated altogether if they had gone and done a full, you know, a full season of a show or or did something. The mother? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. Or or morphed into something else that wasn't so familiar, like, you know, a relation. Maybe they would have made it like a... I could see her as a, like, um, a landlady sort of character. I don't know. I just see. I that, I don't know. The the well, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a strange thing. She's she does kind of seem to have that sort of comedy relief role though, going that they probably would have thrown in on this kind of show. You know, like the uh, what was it the housekeeper in Batman who was always like almost discovering who they were that kind of thing. Yeah. But from this, she knows immediately. So I don't I don't even know where they would go with it. Would yeah. she just nag her in every episode? Yeah. It. it- <laughs> You know, it, it gets annoying even in five minutes' time. You know, I can't imagine throughout the series. It's just, it's weird. Like like Sean said, yeah, if this was like a landlady character that just kind of came in and was like, you know, why are you shouting all the time and jumping out the window? You know, <laughs> what's going on up here? That kind of thing. The Mr. Roper of the, the series, of course. Yes. <laughs> and I, I I put a, something out there. They should have Don Knotts as the, the mother character. Well, I thought you were going to say Steve Trevor. <laughs> Or Steve Trevor would be great, too. <laughs> uh, Either or. I mean, come on. Don Knotts says all the characters. <laughs> it's all the characters. Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, still a better show. Better chance of being yep. picked up. <laughs> all right. So so just getting back to this. At this point, you know, Diana is still refusing dinner. She, she's talking about Steve. She has to help Steve. She mentions he's waiting at the airport in the plane. You know, again, this has to be Steve Trevor. And assuming that his plane is grounded, like he, he can't take off because of the, the storm, I don't understand what immediate danger he would be in. This point drove me mental trying to, to, <laughs> to process this. She, she So she has to turn to Wonder Woman because Steve's plane is grounded because of, of weather, like you said. So why? Why did she have to turn <laughs> yeah. to what? What did she need to do to help him? Why well, did she need to go there at this point? Maybe she's going to get her invisible jet, fly him somewhere. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I could see they should have said, but "Oh she no, doesn't need an invisible." Well, I not. I don't want to spoil it, but she doesn't need an invisible jet. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they couldn't afford it. <laughs> they could have done the whole thing where she hears that. Steve's plane's caught in the storm and is going to crash. Okay, that makes sense. She has turned to Wonder Woman. She's going to go take, you know, visit him at the uh, food court at the airport. I mean, what? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I had to rewind that like four or five times to see, like, what? What did she just say? Like, why does she have to go there? No, no reason. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of an odd problem. They don't really set it up too well. Maybe if this was a you know going by the full script, maybe you know the, these pieces would come together. You know, but uh, <laughs> from what we see, there's really no no issue. <laughs> it, it, and it was probably part of like a two part episode too, because <laughs> <laughs> I have to go because my planet needs me. so so diane is going on and on you know we have to i have to help him i have to she she's interrupted by her mother who says that she's not smart if she doesn't take a mother's advice which you know she's full of advice adding that it's not the kind of night for diana to be flying around in that outfit so again just full confirmation she knows that diana is wonder woman she because she's flying around in that outfit We, we don't understand what flying around means just yet but uh, definitely knows she's a superhero. You know, Diane is snapping back, Mother! You know, she's talking about the, the night is better suited for watching TV or reading the newspapers. But as, as we see, no, it's probably not a good idea to have Diana read the newspaper. She'll get a concussion. Not at all. <laughs> Man, if she watches TV, it's like the end of the world. She'd probably, you know, TV would fall on her. Who knows what happened? <laughs> House burns down. And she's making Diana eat her roughage? I think that's what she says here. <laughs> Is that what she said? No, I, I missed so. that. I think so. Oh my gosh. Well, you gotta stay regular when you're flying. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Eat your fiber. You any emergency landings. Yeah. Should get some emergency landings. She's that much fiber. <laughs> <laughs> this Diana makes frequent stops. <laughs> and so Diana's, you know complying for the most part she's sitting there and and, you know beginning to eat but she's pleading with her mother and and this is another weird part and i'm sure this added to your frustration sean she's saying that the fate of the free world depends on her (laughs) yeah it it didn't help my uh my mental state at this point no it's like where is steve going newspaper (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so weird it's something something that has to do with picking up her friend at the airport this this giant plot the free world depends on her okay Uh, yeah just again just would love to see the full script to see how all of these pieces fall into place if they do yeah that's something i was thinking the same thing i was like wow i i I couldn't find it anywhere and i was like i would love to see this script because it's mind-boggling yeah and the mad magazine writers script too (laughs) yeah the original yeah really what the heck (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was funny. There's uh, one scene here when she's eating, when the mother's going on about not being married and not having children. They, they make a poke at an unwed mother. Did you get that? Where she said- I did catch na- that. The neighbor girls had three kids yes. and she was only 25 or something. Yes. Yeah, she, she's not married or something. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, rare. Yeah. Yeah, really. Burn. She Mom is Catwoman, bro- apparently. <laughs> She mentions her by name, Lucille Maxwell. Yeah, Lucille Maxwell, 25, three kids already. And like Diana says, you know, she's an unwed mother. Uh, details, always details with you. You know, their mother tries to brush off that that detail. So I, I looked up Lucille Maxwell in Wonder Woman. I thought, oh, maybe this is like a character, you know, is from the comic books. And uh, no, nothing. The only results I get are, are this. So... I don't you know, know what this is. This this is a writer who uh, threw in the name of his ex girlfriend. That's what this yes. is. <laughs> Take that, Lucille. You could have had this, baby. Now you're the unwed mother of three. It's turning so, into an episode of Mori Povich. Yeah. 
Not, I mean, back in the, in the '67, that would have been a pretty. I mean, that's a that's a that's a pretty <laughs> scandalous thing, really. I mean, and that's uh, why they didn't pick this up. That's got yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, you know, I, I think I actually thought something similar, though. I was like, wow, that was just sort of tossed aside there, wasn't it? I was like, huh. Just throwaway, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, un, the unwed mother thing would have been the kind of thing they would have made, like, a very special episode about back in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. You wouldn't see a character like that in Batman 66, you know, like, uh, no, she's an unwed mother, chum, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I just picture, like, holy bassinet, Batman, where's the dad to push all those carriages? <laughs> 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 Batman kind of takes him aside and they have like a special <laughs> moment where he kind of explains some some things to him. He has to explain the bat birds and the bat bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robin's face has turned beet red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. So uh, back to the uh to the show, I don't even know what we'd call this. Ba- back to the the pilot here. Her mother compromises, I guess, and she says, you know, okay, well you can eat first and then save the free world later. And even mentions like you can't be a decent martyr on an empty stomach. It's just kind of like going on that old trope, you know, it's like you got to eat your you know, you got to eat your vegetables and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and Diana replies with something very interesting here. She said that it can't wait. Even though I think she might even be eating at this point, but she, she it can't wait, and the nation needs Wonder Woman, which the the mother kind of mockingly says in unison with her. So I was like, well, wait a minute, is it the free world or is it just the nation now that needs her help, like, it, it, or just Steve? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the in unison thing made me uh, think that this was going to be some kind of running gag. You know, like they they always bicker a little bit every episode before she has to go out and say, you know, and then they did they would do the, like that would be a bit, you know what I mean? They'd mm-hmm. always be doing that kind of nonsense. And I just kind of went, oh gosh, it'd be tiresome immediately. <laughs> you know, Diana's mother's going on and on about, you know, like, well, what about Wonder Woman? Does the nation care about what she needs? Like a fellow, for example. And I'm like. Wait, isn't the whole point like Diana's trying to leave to meet up with a fellow? Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make sense like for her the, if the scene mom had gone be... on we would have uh, we would have real found out that of course she showed does she doesn't approve of steve trevor either so that's that's got to be what it is you know because uh you know she's saying you know like how do you expect to find a husband flying around all the time she should just stay in one spot and that's what i was thinking about like well okay so maybe either steve isn't the love interest or maybe she will become the love interest. And I figured, no, it's got to be like what you said, Matt, that, you know, the, the mother does not approve of Steve Trevor for one reason or another. Maybe Bob Denver plays Steve Trevor for all we know. <laughs> Gilligan or Don Nods, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the mother is the most sensible one of, of all of us here at this point. I mean, she's just trying to make good. Again, what does she have to go to so urgently she has to leave? There's There's nothing. Just stay home, you know. Yeah, the, the, we don't know the stakes. We don't know the problem. We don't <laughs> yeah. know anything. I don't think there there is one, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to know. At this point, this is where we get the whole, you know, ex- what about Lucille Maxwell? You know, with she's 25 and she has the three kids and all that stuff. Despite all that conversation, Diana is determined to leave the apartment. She's determined to save the day. Our mother tells her, stop! You know, and Diana freezes in place. And she goes on with this rant talking about all the men with PhDs and every other prestigious acronym that, you know, she set her up with. And she says, you know, what what do you want anyway? And uh, did you guys hear this? I, I wasn't sure exactly what she said. It sounds like she said she replied with uh, she wants an M-A-N. Yes. 
Is that what she says? Okay. And then may end. So I, I guess just anybody will do for Diana. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like, you know, we get this M-A-N comment and her mother gasps and, and it, it like pulls a red fox. Like she has like a heart attack here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it was fox. like. No, it's That's exactly like, it though. It's totally it. I'm coming, Elizabeth. I'm coming, man. <laughs> it's the big one. Oh. <laughs> And it's not even like, I, I mean, I'm sure it's for dramatic effect, but man, I mean, she has to sit down and, and you know, she's, she's talking about like the pains and Diana's saying, you know, you have to see a doctor. So evidently this is like a reoccurring thing. I'm like, oh, well, maybe Diana should leave Steve at home and, and, you know, fly her mother out to uh to a hospital or something. <laughs> well, this, this is the whole, uh, you know, the whole MAN thing, I think was the whole the whole sexualized uh, part of it where, yeah. you know, she doesn't want a normal guy. She wants a man. Right. She doesn't wants matter to date about somebody. the job or anything. Yeah. She just wants the man. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this, this brings us to another really interesting detail about the character. You know, that, the mother's still, you know, continuing to rant. It doesn't matter, you know, what's uh, clogging her uh, left ventricle or anything at this point. But <laughs> she, she's saying, you know, what doctor knows the pain in a mother's heart when her, her daughter is single and 28 million years old? And, and Diana corrects her. 27 million. Wait. Oh, man. I yeah. missed that line entirely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. So that, so that goes that? back to the, the right. origin story of the, you know, Amazonian island. Gosh, my what mind. the heck? But are they that old in the comics? I thought they were like, no. you, know, you know, like uh, no. of like ancient Roman times. Like I thought they were they their civilization was concurrent with like some of the, you know, the ancient cultures, ancient Rome, ancient Greece. Yeah, she's not supposed to have been hanging out with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> they threw and pulled a number out of the, the air in that one. But um, I, mean, I wonder one herself has a, a weird backstory where she was made from, like, has no father and some things, and she was made from, like, a little clay statue. It's, like, a weird, whole weird thing. Yeah, she's got she's got several different kind of, and uh, unfortunately, conflicting versions of her origin, which was yeah. kind of why I was glad they, they did more had a more uh, coherent one for the movie. They were just like, okay, look, no, we're just doing this. This is easy. Everyone can understand that. And done. But nope. nothing that went back that far by, no. No. Yeah, how old no, is she in the crazy. movies now? You know, the thing is, though, it's not real clear because they don't tell you exactly when in human history she's born. Yeah. Well, I could tell so, you one thing. This is a Justice League spoiler, so anybody, you know, start humming if you want to hear this. There is a flashback in Justice League of the Amazonians and the uh, Aquamans, Atlanteans. <laughs> the Aquamans? Aquamans, the Atlanteans. I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of their race, the Atlanteans, the Amazonians, and the Atlanteans fighting together against you know the the mother boxes and all that. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, it shows you know Amazonian warriors, you know, right. in this fight, and and she was not there. She was telling no. it as something that she heard, and that was they placed that because also human warriors there too. Um, right. It was like medieval like, times. Yeah, they looked like Vikings or something. Yeah. Yeah, Vikings or you know, definitely in the early yeah, like twelve hundred uh, somewhere medieval around that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, medieval. So she was and she wasn't around. She was referencing it from a what she had heard. So yeah, obviously she was from the at least before World War One. Right. But there's no yeah. definite time. And that's yeah. a reasonable origin. 
Yeah, so we can we can guess. I mean, so she could be like eighty, a hundred, something like that, maybe. Yeah, at least a hundred. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's there. You go. But yeah. still, <laughs> better than than typing. Well, she's the actress is twenty seven, and let me hit zero one two three four five six. All right, I'll stop there. Whoops, too many. That's billion. We can't go. I'll anymore. leave it. <laughs> uh, and she's just, only 27 million years old. She's not quite 28 yet. So let's not, let's not make her an old maid at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, that's the thing. Like the, well, first of all, that's why I think she's adopted. Cause the mother can't even remember a million years that she spent with her. So, <laughs> and like, how old is the mother? Like, what is the aging process where, and, and how many millions of years, if it is her mom, how many millions of years has she been nagging her? Uh, she might have been married many times before. You know, we don't know. Oh, gosh. It's so weird. All right. So at, at this point, Diana is just kind of, you know, more and more brushing off her mother's overdramatic words that we've been getting minutes of, which it seems a lot longer than minutes. And uh, she starts to put on her bracelets. They're called bracelets, right? What are they called? Gauntlets or something? Is that? I forget no. what they're actually called in the... um Bangles. <laughs> her equipment list. I know it... They have an official name, but I forget what they are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Those things she Wrist puts on. cuffs. Yes. <laughs> she puts them together and they could bolts could bounce off them. That's all I know. Exactly. And, and she yeah. starts to put them on. And, uh, you know, her mother finally relents telling her, okay, save the world. But, you know, wear galoshes. Like, okay. So Diana walks over to this very inconspicuous giant bare wall painted yellow that's like in the middle of their apartment and she's like you know there's a job to be done by Wonder Woman and and she pushes the wall which we see you know rotates on an axis it's like a revolving door so she walks in on one side and you know the wall spins around and she emerges from the other side completely in costume. Wonder Woman's bracelets, they're called the bracelets of submission. I was just looking at that, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did you guys have any trouble with it? Now, obviously the picture quality is not, uh, you know, that great. I I wasn't sure if we were getting the same actress here. I I thought, is this... Yeah, I legitimately didn't realize until you said something about it. Yeah, I I didn't realize that either, yeah. And it's so weird, so like... The fact that they have uh, a Diana actress and they have a Wonder Woman actress and then they make this quick change, you know, and it's really, you know, like a quick move on camera, but it's the same actress again? Like, why? Why? Not to steal your notes, Kevin, but why? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange and it gets stranger from this point. Uh, she makes her way across the room to a, a full length mirror, which just is like right there and uh, we hear the voice of this is William Dozier himself who you might recognize as the same announcer from Batman 66 I had watched Batman 66 you know like all my life and I never knew that this was William Dozier as the announcer he was uncredited mm. evidently for the series <laughs> very distinct voice and so here here he goes into this whole thing you know Wonder Woman who knows she has the strength of Hercules who knows she has the wisdom of Athena who knows she has the speed of Mercury and who thinks she has the beauty of Aphrodite <laughs> yeah I was cracking up at that because doesn't she she makes like a goofy goofy face at that point <laughs> Yeah, it's just that, like, yeah. I'm not unconvinced. The overdrawn length of time that she's staring at herself in the mirror. That, yeah, <laughs> it was just uncomfortable. <laughs> well, not to I, mention, not... it's like, what the heck? That's a, that's a real, uh, it's like, wow, nice backhanded compliment by the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not unconvinced that this whole thing isn't a huge LSD trip on the actress's part. I think they filmed her tripping out after she came to that door, honestly. And that's why she fell off the couch and all that. Well, I think well, the whole thing could be yes. an LSD trip for us, but going to the window, I think. I think at that point, we're going to talk about it in a minute, I think she's still, <laughs> she's whacked out of her head. So you, you, you're, you're foreseeing a reefer madness thing here, is what you're saying. Uh, I, well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> now, no, just to... Uh, you know, a callback to what Matt said about, you know, Shazam. And, and I, I definitely think that this is what they were going for. They were, you know, yeah. like Sean was saying, they're bringing in some of the Clark Kent elements here. And like Matt said, they're bringing in some of the Shazam origins here, you know, because uh, Shazam, obviously his name was an acronym and it, his qualities were attributed to like, you know, Mercury and Hercules and so on and so forth. And that's what made up his name, S-H-A-Z-A-M. So I was looking at this, I'm like, all right, well, let's take this a step further in logic. If Diana has the strength of Hercules, wisdom of Athena, Speed of Mercury, shouldn't her name be Ham? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going for. <laughs> Maybe that's why she needs it. M A N. Wonderham. Yeah. M A N for the H A M. It's so weird. And so, you know, obviously, she's going to be super strong, or Strength of Hercules. Uh, wisdom of Athena, you know, of course, you know, with, with age comes wisdom and she's 27 million. So yeah, of course she's picked up some, some, uh, things here and there and, and the speed of Mercury, which is not evident in this video, but we'll, we'll take their word for it. But, but the whole weird thing is, like you said, thinks she has the beauty of Aphrodite and it's like, all right, well, at this point she went through the wall. She's dressed as Wonder Woman. Uh, her hair is done up. Her glasses are gone. She's not an ugly actress. Like what? Yeah, that's, I was like, that seems needlessly cruel. Yeah, and, and so we get this mirror scene, and, and now so we get Diana fully in the Wonder Woman costume, admiring herself in the mirror with the other actress, this is Linda Harrison, also in full Wonder Woman costume standing in front of her, and, and the two lead actresses are playing off of each other, and they're pretending to be two views of the same person, with the whole premise, like, I guess the joke is that Diana is ugly and thinks she's beautiful as this reflection of a beauty queen, but I'm sorry, I'm seeing the same person twice. I'm not seeing any difference between the two. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> well, you know, it was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on and in yes, that Batman this pilot set. was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this, like, this reflection scene and Diana is just so enamored with her reflection and so I guess supposedly she's seeing herself more attractive than she really is but again like I, I there's really no difference it could have just been a reflection at this point you know she's it, this isn't like the the regular frumpy Diana with the comb down hair and the glasses walking up and seeing the Wonder Woman reflection in the mirror that would have made more sense right yeah yeah that would have that would have made a lot more sense in seeing her in her Wonder Woman gear. Uh, yeah, it's very. And where's the lasso of truth? That's what I'm, I'm asking too. <laughs> oh, did she have it? Or no, no. she no. has a Daisy Dukes on, but she doesn't have the lasso of truth. <laughs> she left it in the invisible jet. Uh, yeah. Steve had it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's got to rescue Steve. He's tied up, and she needs to get him out. <laughs> And this scene just never seems to end. It's just going on and on. And it's crazy that for all of the screen time that that the, you know, reflection Wonder Woman gets, that there's no credit for Linda Harrison here. Yeah. Although, if you notice, it's at least twice, 
Linda Harrison as the reflection moves in the wrong direction. I noticed that. (laughs) That's when I was like, okay, it's definitely two different people. Yeah. And she's not in such a hurry right now, I guess, when she's looking at herself in the mirror, you know. Not at all. Four seconds ago, she had to get there post-haste, and now it's like, oh, I could take a few minutes to admire myself. It was like a third of, like, the pilot was her. (laughs) The mirror. Yeah. The Linda Carter Wonder Woman, at least she was, you know, like a a strong woman, like a role model, a type of superhero that you haven't seen before, you know. But this this version of Wonder Woman is like, oh, I got my makeup on. I'm just going to stare at myself in the mirror and, you know, completely forget about everything else. It's just like, she just sends a terrible message. (laughs) She's getting forgetful in her old age. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And so I love, too, she's like, she has to wave to her reflection. (laughs) She makes like kissy faces to her reflection and and I totally normal. <laughs> yeah. And were they like trying to impress the audience? Check this out. You know, like this is two different actresses. It looks like a reflection, <laughs> except for when they rotate to the left and the right. Get that wrong. <laughs> we're trying something new here. We're using two different people to say play the same part. Yeah. A game that like any set of twins that's ever existed has already, you know, done. Yeah. And so uh, I, I also have to mention here, the, the music that plays is the uh, the song Oh You Beautiful Doll. That's the, the name of the music that's played here. This is a song that dates back to the 1910s, as Diana should <laughs> also. But uh, it, it's used in other productions like Strangers on a Train, The Taming of the Shrew. And of course, there was a movie that used it called Oh You Beautiful Doll. The most recent noted usage I could find was an episode of Hey Arnold, where Arnold's uh, Grandpa Phil was singing it in the shower. <laughs> so interesting yeah just a, a, a probably either cheap free or you know something that 20th century fox had access to or the family of the original composer got another check for 25 cents once they played it on that episode <laughs> <laughs> the first check was in this pilot a whole quarter all right so Diana gives one final air kiss to her reflection and the storm picks up and she kind of like gets distracted like by the storm and then realizes like oh i gotta leave my beautiful reflection and uh the music like awkwardly transitions to wagner's flight of the valkyries (laughs) yeah so weird (laughs) very appropriate yeah Uh, it's it's so strange and so this apartment which we didn't really mention it's like one big set you know this is like one big room the, the living room completely opens to the kitchen with the kitchen table, the, you know, the dining room of sorts. And then the, the big inconspicuous revolving yellow wall. It's all one big room. <laughs> this is where our point of view has been this entire time. But now the camera uh, points to the exterior uh, of the apartment. I'm assuming this is uh, an upper floor apartment. Diana runs to the window, and uh, we see her open the window, crawl out, and now she's standing on the window ledge. <laughs> And so uh, so now she's standing out there. She's calling out to nobody. She's saying, away, <laughs> away, you vision of enchantment. You got a job to do. I was like, okay. She's really uh, in love with herself as Wonder Woman, I guess. And she's trying to really keep a good little profile there, too. That's really, she's doing a great job of that. None of the <laughs> yeah, neighbors are going to see her. I don't think her. the neighbors are staring because you're not married. <laughs> 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 it's probably this. <laughs> Harold, that girl's flying away again. No. Oh, I- <laughs> No, I, I can't save all of this for myself. You, you guys want to describe what happens when she says, away, away, you vision of enchantment, you got a job to do. Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> 
She uh. does a twinkle toes and jumps, and the ropes pour skyward. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it was like right as I was taking a drink of soda, and <laughs> it nearly came out my nose. <laughs> She like she's kicking her legs and they make like a slide whistle sound and then she just points her fist in the air and the the harness you know pulls her straight up very slowly too you know <laughs> just yeah. so awkward looking they're cranking it in the background you know I, I was cracking up she's got you know her legs are kicking and then she kind of keeps one knee in the air and the fist in the air and the the harness pulls her up and I'm thinking it's just like the the Saturday Night Live with Matt Foley when he's like I'm flying. I'm flying. <laughs> or no, it was it was was it Matt Foley or was it I think it was Bennett Brower, I think his name was. The the Chris Farley sketch at the weekend <laughs> update table. Yeah. It, it was so funny. It was like, I know I'm flying. And she awkwardly just gets pulled out of frame. That's all it is. She they, she just goes straight up with the slide whistle sound, the most goofy way you could depict somebody flying in in any way. Yeah. And slowly. This isn't the end. Uh, in our final moment of the show, Diana's mother, of course, has to go yell out the window to Diana. And it, it, it's very hard to hear. Did anybody make out what she said? Did she say something about giving a phone call? I, I think she's Don't like, call me to wherever you uh, call me yeah. whenever you get where you're flying to or something like that. Stop by to see somebody, uh, name somebody, and then it's because she likes you. Yeah. I... Or, or like picking up some items while she's out, you know, just some. Some... I think I tuned the mom out like at the very yeah, beginning. I was I was laughing too hard and I totally missed it. <laughs> I'm looking I at the. I remember her coming out. Yeah, I'm looking at the closed captions. On I'm looking at YouTube right now. And oh, not very accurate. It. Away, you a vision of enchantment. Okay, you got a job to do. Twinkle you kings toes. Of New England. <laughs> 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 Let me see. Okay, mother's coming out. Subtitles say the. City is a local Amos. You know how much you like you and don't forget to pick up the phone and go when you get there wherever you and then it ends. So I think it's a pretty accurate, you know, description of what she said. Oh, man. She had to go see Amos and pick up the phone. Famous Amos cookies. Yeah, yeah. That's what she wants. Who actually did appear on an episode of Taxi, by the way, so... Hmm. He's been on TV. Famous Maybe Amos it was leading really? into uh, the crossover with Amos and Andy. <laughs> oh, boy. Probably not. <laughs> and I was thinking of this scene, too, like how they end it. It's like, oh, so much for any secret identity. I mean, it's bad enough you got someone flying out, you know, but there's so much yelling going on in an apartment building. <laughs> My mother's yelling at her to call, and yeah. Just Don't. picture the, the downstairs neighbors like, there's Diana Prince on the ledge there shouting again. There's her mother too. Will they ever shut up? All right, good. She's turned into Wonder Woman. Good, just flying away. <laughs> get, finally get some sleep. Even that Lucy girl with the three kids is annoyed by her. <laughs> uh, okay, so that ends this pilot. So I'd like to get your, your thoughts on this, you guys. You know, had the executives been absolutely wowed by this, what would the TV show Wonder Woman 67 look like? Do you, do you think there'd be crossovers with Batman? Do you think there'd be um, a more fleshed out origin with Themyscira? Or, you know, w would we get more about Steve Trevor? What do you think this would look like in 1967? I mean, I... I would say they definitely would do some sort of crossover uh, with Batman because I mean they did with uh, with Green Hornet, 
Yeah, there definitely would have been a crossover. Yeah, for sure. At some point, there probably would have been, yeah. It probably would have been played, like, way campy, though. Like, super, even for Batman. <laughs> yeah. If we had stuck with the tone of this pilot thing. I mean, just the comparison of these five minutes compared to, like, the Batgirl pilot. I mean, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, you there's a Batgirl like, the back pilot? pilot? You're talking about the backdoor pilot that they did, like the bat, the Batgirl episode of Batman. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Batgirl character was treated with way more dignity than this version. Yeah. I, I would have hoped that they would have done some serious, serious script work on this show <laughs> before it went anywhere. And if it had been pushed forward, someone would have seen the light and said, "Okay, well, it's a good concept with Wonder Woman, but." I think it would probably would have been gutted, a lot of it, and they would have just taken the idea, basically, and maybe the star, you know, Linda Hamilton and, um... Wait, Linda Hamilton? Not Hamilton, that's Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Linda, like, um... Linda uh, Hamilton would be amazing. Harrison. Harrison, thank you. Harrison, Harrison, Harrison you Hamilton. She would have been great in adult, too. They should have Linda Hamilton. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think... It that would be a movie I'd see. I think this was dead before it even was shown to any executives, to be honest with you. It yeah. could have been one of those projects because he had, you know, Batman 66 was so popular or, or reasonably popular at the time when it came out. Maybe it was like one of those things where they said, OK, well, we're just going to give him whatever he wants right now. Let him he wants to pitch this thing, let him pitch it and then we'll kill kill it gracefully sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't even really think of any redeeming qualities of these five minutes it's like this thing had zero chance of getting picked up you know no yeah yeah it's not kind to the uh people uh, in, involved it's not kind to the character it's not kind to the audience it is a terrible terrible piece of five minutes <laughs> and yeah. the fox the fox network wasn't around then so there's no way it would have been picked up at all like you said <laughs> <laughs> But I have some news here, breaking news. Who's Afraid of Dan and Prince? Wonder Woman. Coming to the CW. <laughs> <laughs> Starring the same episode. actresses. <laughs> I could just picture, you know, they don't they don't define where where this apartment is. You know, they could just as easily make this Gotham City, you know, and have Diana show up as somebody, you know, in Batman season four, as we talked about in our our Batman 66 episode, Sean, you know, they were working on, yeah. or they had plans for season four. If it wasn't for all the sets being destroyed uh, after season three wrapped, you know? <laughs> I love that. But I, I mean, you know, I, I obviously this would have occurred in season two, but, uh, you know, I, I could see her show up to save the day before they even thought of introducing Batgirl and, you know, Robin having a crush on her and her saying, you know, I'm too old for you. I'm 27 million you know like that, <laughs> that all up for laughs and stuff even like you know when we were looking at the pilot episode of batman 66 as goofy as it was it had you know frank gorshin as the riddler standard batman 66 kind of campiness it still had talks of uh, batman talking about his parents being murdered and his dedication to fighting crime it dealt with some serious issues, you know, that made Batman what he is. And this just went straight for the joke, 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 you know, nagging mother and the stupid mirror scene. Just yeah. this thing didn't have a chance. 
Ultimately, this pilot presentation was not picked up, thankfully, and audiences would not get to see a live-action Wonder Woman for another seven years when uh, Kathy Lee Crosby would star in the 1974 TV movie Wonder Woman, which is a, a much better title, by the way. Wonder Woman. <laughs> now, ha have you guys ever seen that, the Kathy Lee Crosby version? No, I haven't. No. Mm -mm. Maybe a long time ago. That's worth checking out. It's pretty pretty interesting. And, and still, they, they don't get it just right. And ultimately, that was not picked up. Two failed pilots in a row for Wonder Woman. But the very next year, ABC revived the concept and Linda Carter played Wonder Woman. And I think for like another, you know, what, five, five seasons, something like that. And uh, that was it for a live-action Wonder Woman for a long while. When people thought of Wonder Woman for years, they thought of Linda Carter. And uh, in the ensuing years... Obviously, there was many uh, animated versions. She was a member of Super Friends, those mm. Hanna-Barbera series. Also, in the years since, like even down to now, she was part of the many other DC-based animated series in the following years. Uh, she even had a direct-to-video animated movie. Did you guys see that by any chance? I think no. I did, actually. That's the one where Nathan Fillion plays Steve Trevor? I think so, yes. Yes, it's, it's actually pretty good. Have you heard, or are you about to mention, the 2011 failed pilot? I am. <laughs> I <think laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, going to was... mention, we, we talked about, so, so far we've talked two failed pilots, but there was actually a third failed pilot. So, so why, don't you, why don't you talk about that, Matt? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I haven't seen the entire thing. I've, I've seen many, many clips. I've seen some reviews. So Adrian Palicki, who, you know, was on later on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, as, as uh, what, Mockingbird, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, she was, before that, she was, what was it, uh, Friday Night Lights, I think? I could right? not tell you. The TV series? Okay. Um, she's anyway. on Orville now, so. Right, she's on Orville now. Bobby. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, she's, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, she, she's, yeah, she's the, uh, the ex-wife slash first officer. Anyway, yeah, her as Wonder Woman in a, uh, a, a controversial costume at the time, as I recall, because they gave her pants instead of the, uh, the booty shorts. Uh, she's... Leads, like, two secret identities in that, as I recall. She's, like, part-time, let's see, part-time Diana Prince, I think. And then also she runs a, uh, a major cosmetics company, which I was like, what? What? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then when she's being Wonder Woman, uh, it's shockingly kind of violent for Wonder Woman. I mean, there's one scene where she straight up murders a dude. But it's a it's a very very strange pilot, very very weird uh, take on the character, and it's got more than a little connection to this actually, because at the end they've got her sitting alone in her apartment, you know, with her cat eating ice cream out of the pint container, you know, kind of like <laughs> implying that she can't get herself a man. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Wow. Yeah, it's something else. The, now you know the the funny thing is, you know, from what I like, I, said, I haven't seen the entire thing, like you know front to back. Um, I've, just, I've seen a lot of it. I wouldn't have minded Adrian Palicki as Wonder Woman. I was like, you know what? That's not a bad casting choice. She probably could have pulled it off if she didn't have like this one, a terrible, terrible script to work from. Sure. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what I heard. I had never seen it personally. I, I know there was like a lot of um, images released, you know, of the costume. And like you said, that was like highly debated or whatever. But uh, the, the big thing that I heard that fans hated was just the excessive violence and her. She had like a bad like attitude. She had she had like no regard for human life, like a very flippant yeah. attitude. So strange. Yeah, the, 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 the plot, as I, as I remember, it's been a while since I've actually, you know, seen the other, but the plot had something to do with, like, some connection to a rival, wasn't it? No, I'm, am I getting that confused with the terrible Catwoman movie? Hang on a minute here. 
Yeah, that was uh, the cosmetics factory. Yeah, but she has something to do with that in this, too. Um, okay, yeah, Wonder Woman runs Themyscira Industries. Oh, no. Where she, she, she uh, runs as the CEO in her alter ego of Diana Themyscira. So, yeah, it's like the Wonder Woman is like her public persona, and then she's also secretly... Oh, no, yeah, she ha- okay, she does have a third identity, Diana Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she can just, like, chill out in her apartment. So it's like, yeah, she's got two secret identities. <laughs> she, um, she, no, that, that is the plot of this one. No, she does have a, a rival, an evil, like, a businesswoman who uh, is, like, giving people performance-enhancing drugs. So it's, like, it's basically the same plot as the Catwoman movie. Oh, my wow. gosh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's it's just such a bizarre choice um, for the character. It's, again, a very misguided idea that for one thing, how would you even the logistics of this, you know, her running around as Wonder Woman and then also running this major company and then also being secret Diana Prince with her ice cream and her cat. Just (laughs) it's like, is is the wonder that she has the time and the day to do all this crap. That's so weird. (laughs) It's very strange. It's very strange. I remember thinking when uh, watching this, you know, the, the clips and the reviews I'd seen that, there, I, I knew immediately. I was like, yeah, there's no way this would have made it to TV. There's just, it's got, it, it had, well, for one thing, it's just got too much going on. It's like, you need superheroes. You got to simplify that nonsense down. Well, wasn't there a, a part of it too? Uh, and again, I haven't seen it, but wasn't there a part too where she was like trying to make money off the Wonder Woman persona, like selling merchandise? Yeah, that's that's like part of the whole Themyscira Industries thing. She's like the Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman's almost also her brand, basically. She's like, it's it's almost like the Iron Man kind of thing. It's almost like, uh, what's his name, uh, from Watchmen, uh, Ozymandias, like, he's the villain of it. Like, that's what he does. He runs the big business and tries to sell action figures of himself, but he's the villain. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, you know, I kind of, in a weird way, don't mind the idea of that. They actually had something like that in the uh, the 90s, as I recall, when they had the Flash ditch his secret identity, so he basically licensed his character. He licenses the Flash out. So that he can, you know, basically do his crime fighting thing and not have to worry about having a job. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting take. I don't mind this. But yeah. uh, but doing it, like turning it into like some huge megacorp, it's like, no, that's kind of weird and gross. And, and this was what, 2011? So it wasn't that yeah. long ago. Yeah, just seven years ago. So yeah. But now they're all in on the, uh, the movie version of her, played by Gal Gadot. I think they're our best version of Wonder Woman, you know, best live action version of Wonder Woman yet. Easily, easily, yeah. the The movie is was very entertaining. I mean, you know, it has it had the same problem that most you know modern superhero movies do, where the ending is just a big CGI slugfest with some villain. Yes. But overall, <laughs> though, the movie itself is very entertaining. She's, I think, a great casting choice for Wonder Woman, and uh, she clearly is trying her hardest. I mean, in my opinion, she is probably the best part of the Justice League movie and uh, Batman versus Superman. It's you could argue that though she's really tacked on in that one but uh hey maybe her uh, name is her mother's name is martha too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah she's she's quite good i think i think she's probably the best uh version so far and and with the success of the the movie version of her i i think that's going to keep a wonder woman tv series you know off our screens for quite some time which you know considering the mess that it's been i think that's fine but, uh, yeah, so this whole journey, it all started with, you know, Linda Harrison, a, a terrible attempt at a television series, rightfully not approved, but, uh, don't feel too bad for her. She went on to modest success after playing, uh, this. She was Nova 
I don't know if you're familiar with the character Nova, the mute woman who played opposite Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. All these so. mutes and, and mimes. Wow, they really didn't want them to talk after this. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> uh, so, anybody, what, what are your what are your final thoughts now upon watching watching this uh, for the podcast? Which, which, by the way, thank you everybody for for putting up with this. <laughs> I mean, part of me wants to say like, don't watch this because it's that bad. But I mean, it's only five minutes and. If you're listening to this podcast, you might as well spend the five minutes to watch it just so you can see how ridiculous it is. Yeah, five minutes is the limit, though. If it's any longer than that, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not worth wasting your life watching this. But yeah, it, it's worth it for the giggles. I mean, it's, it is kind of funny and ridiculous. And, you know, especially with all the stuff that came out in the 60s, th- these ridiculous premises for shows you know like Gilgan's Island let's say you know that was kind of a ridiculous premise in some ways as if you ever saw Gilgan's Island thankfully they had some common sense to to kill some stuff you know and this didn't green light everything that came down the pipe basically so you know I'm glad that the character is seeing some success now and it just took a while to get past this so (laughs) it is five minutes just do it (laughs) There's no chance I don't share this on my Facebook wall as soon as we're done uh, recording here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and I would just say, if you're a big fan of Batman 66, you know, you really appreciate what you have there. But uh, like everyone else is saying, only five minutes. But it's kind of interesting to see what Wonder Woman would have been in that Batman 66 universe, that shared universe with Green Hornet, and what would have been, but uh, fortunately was not. So, very fun, goofy curiosity to check out. Alright, and that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, if you can fly, whatever sound it makes, and whatever you get for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, where you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. Now, uh, you guys have anything you want to plug? Well, I've been looking at some web comics lately, Scott. And I got a couple I have to plug. Uh, of course, the great webcomic by um, by Matt also, which we'll talk about, and I'm sure he'll plug in a minute, so we'll let him do that. But I've been into Star Trek webcomics recently, and there's two that I, I just have to mention because they're fantastic. One I mentioned before, it's called Chief O'Brien at Work. <laughs> it is fantastic. <laughs> that <was> so they... great. <laughs> have you seen that before? It's one of my favorites. I Chief love O'Brien it so much. at Work is fantastic. It's chiefobrienatwork.com is the website. And if you ever wonder what Chief O'Brien did all day in the Enterprise, it really goes into detail what he does all day. Um, the other one I found recently, which I think is, I've read through all of them, and there's a couple hundred. It's called Attack Pattern Tugs. Uh, the website is aptcomic.com. It's a Star Trek webcomic that's based on the Star Trek Online universe. It's extremely funny. It's more of a comedy uh, webcomic than anything else, but it's set in the the uh, 24th, 24th century after DS9 and Next Generation and all the the episodes now. So it's really, really uh, funny. The ship they're on is the USS Jim Slade, which uh, take a Google at that and see what that reference is. It's very funny. So that's uh, Attack Pattern Tugs is that one. All right, Matt, what do you got? How can people find some of your fine work? Well, uh, my uh, my work is mainly at my ongoing webcomic at uh, catbeardthepirate.com, which this is the, the longest project I've ever worked on. I've never stuck with anything this long in my life, aside from my day job. <laughs> <laughs> 
but artistically, yeah, this is the longest, and and I would easily say my best work. Um, I'm I'm very happy with Catbeard. But uh, yeah, catbeardthepirate.com. It's the ongoing story of a uh, pirate who's under a voodoo curse to have a living cat for a beard. Comedy adventure for all ages. Kevin and Sarah. Uh, well, I have some mystery science theater type uh, commentary stuff that you can find at gumroad.com slash onewallcinema. Um, and I believe uh, you can get 10% off on a bunch of the stuff on there if you use the coupon code hitting play. Awesome. Very funny stuff. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Our kids' stuff. Oh, I was going to let you plug that. Oh, well, for kids' unboxing stuff on YouTube. <laughs> you know the website. I don't. <laughs> I just go in, I search YouTube kids' unboxing stuff, and there it shows up. And I'm like, hey, it's my kids. <laughs> Yep. So you can, uh, yeah, you can find that, uh, the videos that, uh, our kids make on, uh, YouTube, you can just search for, uh, like she said, kids unboxing stuff, or, uh, just search for one wall cinema on there and, uh, you'll find a bunch of stuff on there. And those are very good. Yeah. We enjoy watching those for sure. They're always a, a, a good, great, good laugh. There's a, there's a hitting play box that they open and yep. make them eat seaweed and gross candy and stuff like that so <laughs> megan and i were at the store today and i pointed out the seaweed to her <laughs> she did not go for it no no it's an acquired taste <laughs> scott that should have probably been the called the uh diana prince box at that point have all the stuff that was given to them <laughs> the frame diana prince uh box comes with a barf bag yeah <laughs> uh. Well, very nice. Yeah, everybody check that out. And uh, like and subscribe, as uh, as everybody says. I am on Twitter. My name there is at MC and Friends. You can follow me there. I'm on Instagram, MC underscore and underscore friends. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Helps us out. And if you do, you'll get a shout-out on the show. You can even tap to rate us five stars right there in the uh, the Apple Podcasts app. It's very easy. And it does help us out. Uh, for Android users, we are available to stream in or download on Stitcher. Uh, we can be found also on TuneIn Radio and the Google Play Music app. You can check us out on those platforms. Uh, if you have a Roku device, you can even get the uh, tune in radio channel and set hitting play as a favorite on that so you can stream these episodes right through your television and also uh if you are a, a dc comics fan like sean please check out the other dc comics themed episode of the podcast that we have done i, I went through our archives and I, I looked to see and man we we have done quite a bit uh sean and i have done some trailer breakdowns along with a discussion about the films wonder woman and justice league although uh he, there are some uh, star trek rants in that episode yeah uh, we also broke down and reviewed a very super goofy episode of Challenge of the Super Friends, uh, as well as the pilot episodes for Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl. Uh, Kevin and I did two episodes on the two-part pilot of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Sean and I had a blast doing two episodes on the first two episodes of uh, Batman 66. And uh, we, we definitely have to do some more of those as well. So there, there's now, plenty there. Have we ever done, can, have you guys ever done the uh, the failed Justice League pilot? We've talked about it. We've talked about it. Because <laughs> I've watched it many, many times for an IRIF that I did a long time ago of it. So, I was uh, just going to say, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I started watching it, and I think I, I blacked out for a couple hours, so <laughs> I haven't gotten through the whole thing it's myself rough. yet. It's rough, man. As speaking as someone who's watched it many, many, many times, it's pretty rough. Well, if you're that well-versed, Matt, would you want to join us if we uh, ever do it? Oh, absolutely. All right. I'll, I'll definitely uh, pencil you in you. for that. 
intimate, intimate descriptions of the pain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the teal lantern and all of his cohorts. <laughs> well, we have been Sarah, Kevin, Matt, Sean, and Scott, and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.